Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Pat on Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milton. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we have a really cool announcement. We have added a host. We uh, we have added Mr. Sean Lavery. Um, you know, I I can't remember if I've talked about it on here before or not, but, you know, I've got a lot going on right now. I'm going to be head coach for my son's Little League team. I'm going to be organizing practices and coaching games and and all this stuff. So, you know, it doing the podcast is already kind of, kind of a lot of work, you know, reaching out to people and trying to get them on the show, thinking up ideas for shows and all that. And so this just adds more to my plate. And so I've been thinking about adding a host anyways. Sean reached out and, you know, but we talked a little bit. He seemed like a good fit, what I'd be looking for if I did bring on a co-host so yeah we're gonna bring him on and you know give this a shot so welcome to the paddle and fin crew sean awesome man thank you so much uh i appreciate the opportunity i'm super excited to be here man and i uh, can't wait to get started so yeah man i think it's gonna be good you know uh, you know we we talked about it all fair but uh <clears throat> you know I, I keep catching a lot of hell about you know having to run out and take a piss during, <laughs> during an episode of mine. Um, so, you know, we talked about it off or off air, 
you know, now if I have to run to the bathroom, you know, you can, you can fill in for me. So it won't be quite as I got, I got you covered, man. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, yourself, you know, a little bit of your personal life and all that. All right, man. Well, uh, uh, again, my name is Sean Lavery. I'm from York, PA, uh, kind of about halfway between Harrisburg and the Maryland line. I live about 15 minutes from the Susquehanna River, uh, so get a lot of good fishing there. Um, I'm married for almost 20 years now, um, and I got married pretty young. Um, I have two daughters, 14 and 9. Uh, I told you before, it helps me, uh, causing me to lose all my hair, but uh, I wouldn't trade them for the world, so... <laughs> They definitely keep me busy, and uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's kind of me. Um, I I am an IT guy for a retirement community. That's what I do for my day job uh, when I'm not fishing or doing all the other fun things I get involved with. But uh, but yeah, and uh, as far as fishing goes, uh, I um, I wasn't always into it. Uh, like a lot of the guys on the show, they always talk about how they fished for as long as they can remember, ever since they were little, and um, I was kind of uh, not quite that way. Uh, my, when I was real young, my grandmother took me out a few times, um, but we never caught anything. Uh, not no fault of hers. I just, you know, a uh, little kid with a Zebco rod and not really knowing what I was doing. Just didn't have much luck. So I, I didn't really, uh, kind of lost interest in it pretty quickly. Uh, didn't have the best attention span then anyway. So, um, I didn't really get into fishing, uh, until, uh, I met my wife, uh, when I was dating her. And uh, her father-in-law uh, said he liked to fish, and uh, I figured well, a good way to get to know him would be to go out fishing with him. So he asked me to go trout fishing with him, and uh, took me uh, opening day to a spot he knew was stocked pretty well, and I did half decent, and that was all it was. It took me to get me hooked. Uh, he had a, a little bass tractor too, so we, we'd go out on the river, uh, and uh, spend a lot of time going up and down the river catching smallmouth. So that's kind of really when I got into it. Um, and, uh, let me say, yeah. So basically at that point I was kind of hooked, still not a hundred percent, uh, crazy into it. Like I am now. Um, and that's kind of a little bit of an extra story. If we have time, I don't know. I told you a little bit about that, but, uh, yeah, we got plenty of time. All right, man. So <laughs> when I was, uh, 39, um, June, uh, in June of, of 19, uh, or, uh, 2016, I think it was, um, I actually had a heart attack and, uh, I was just sitting at my uh, job. Uh, I got out of a conference call and all of a sudden I started having this huge weight on my chest, man. And I was like, man, what is going on? I thought I had indigestion or something. So I took some antacids and it didn't get any better. So I sat there for maybe another 10 minutes and I was like, this is thing right. So uh, I drove myself to uh, the one patient first down the street, and I went in there and said, I'm having chest pain. And they took me in in the back and uh, put me on the EKG, and they're like, no, you're not having chest pains. You're having a heart attack, brother. So uh, That's crazy. Was, an hour later, I was uh, in surgery getting two stents put in my uh, to open up two of my arteries. And uh, so, yeah, I... Yeah, that really limited me there for a little bit. I, I was really active in running and uh, in volleyball. I usually played volleyball twice a week, and I was, uh, ran a half marathon and was still running at that point. So I thought I was really healthy, um, but it turns out that uh, through my family and hereditary stuff, uh, I just had 
my body doesn't deal well with cholesterol. So I didn't know it at the time. Now I know it. So, you know, I'm on medication and stuff and I went through rehab and stuff and uh, rebuilt myself back up. But initially I wasn't allowed to do any strenuous activity like uh, running and stuff. So I needed to find something else I could do that was a little more relaxing, a little more of a slower pace. And, um, I had always liked uh, fishing with my father-in-law on his boat, but uh, I couldn't afford a bass boat. So I started reading about kayak fishing and it uh, seemed like it was pretty cool. And uh, so I asked my wife, hey, can I uh, buy a kayak? And she knew I'd been asking for one for a little bit. And I think uh, more of a situation than anything, I think I could have probably asked for anything I wanted and got it. She was just thankful that I was still around, but uh, she said yes. So uh I uh, went online and uh, didn't really know what I was looking for and didn't do as much research as I probably should have, but I ended up buying a Tarpon 100 and uh, with a package, came with a PDF and a paddle, Um, and I took that out. Uh, The very first time I took it out, I went out with the intention of rolling it just to get uh, get used to it. I had taken a, uh, a class at my local outfitter uh a paddling class where they call you you know wet exits and stuff and uh and just paddling and um how to get around basically um so i take my nice new tarpon 100 out and uh with the intention of rolling it but uh, i ended up rolling it a little earlier than i wanted to and uh yes i i paddled up a creek and when i came back out the creek onto the main river the wind had changed directions and it was getting a little choppy. And uh, I remember the, I let one wave turn me sideways and I went to grab my paddle and the next wave just tossed me. So uh, after that, I was a little nervous in that boat. I never quite trusted it. Uh, so I paddled that around for a year, but I only went out maybe a handful, maybe a dozen times on it. And um, the next year I went back to that same outfitter uh, where I took the classes, uh, they're actually a Jackson dealer. And, uh, so I bought a, uh, Jackson Cusa HD. Uh, I think it was a 2017 model then. And I fished out of that boat for two years. Uh, really loved it. Uh, never came close to rolling that. And, um, just recently, uh, in November of this last year, I, uh, bought a uh, 2020 Hobie Outback and uh, I wanted to keep the Coos HD for the river um, but my wife was kind of telling me yeah that was a bit of an investment so we need to recoup some of those losses so uh, <laughs> I, I sold my uh, Kusa, um and uh, so now I'm a Hobie guy so that's kind of where I'm at now um, I still I consider myself a noob I uh, get skunked more times than I should, uh, but uh, but it that hasn't you, man. hasn't uh, <laughs> hasn't slowed me down. It doesn't break my spirit. And just I, I feel like I learn something new every time I go out, and I, 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 that's the main reason why I wanted to be on the show, man. It just seems like tons of great information, and plus all the cool people you get to talk to, and uh, you know, just the crew seems pretty awesome too. So. Yeah, dude, being on this podcast has been a awesome experience you know i've learned you know i know i've said it a few times now but i've learned so much being on this podcast you know just talking to people and and not even just so much you know technique wise like 
just fishing in general and you know learning where good fishing is throughout the country like i always knew florida had big bass well until like i really got into the podcast like listening to podcasts and being on the podcast and all that like i didn't know texas was known for big bass i didn't know california was known for big bass i didn't know new york was supposed to be a great smallmouth fishery and all that but you know this that kind of information stuff that i've learned on here so yeah learn a lot and you do you get to talk to a lot of cool people you know i've talked to you know josh stewart talked to jody queen just all the all these cool people that are that you know are like revered in the kayak fishing world and they're like just regular dudes like me and you that just so happen to be good at fishing and but, but yeah, it's really cool to get to talk to them and pick their brains and stuff. So I I think you're really going to like being on this and, you know, the crew, every, everybody's cool and everybody likes to bust each other's, you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and give each other a hard time. But, you know, everybody's cool. So, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think it's going to be cool having you on here and, you know, having somebody else to explain experience you know this segment with another thing i think uh just being out of here and it really helps me because uh one of the traps i fall into man is i need the this greatest thing and that greatest thing you know and when you talk to the guys on the show that you know you hear you know you don't always need all that stuff now um you know i i've come a long way with my rods and stuff i started out with like the ugly sticks and you know the little things and I, i have a couple of really nice rods now and have a half decent fish finder on my boat, but um, I always, uh, for a while there, I was just like, oh, I'm not catching any fish, and I would just throw money at the problem, and it really didn't. I, yeah. It took me kind of listening to you guys and um, just hearing what people were saying about, uh, you know, sometimes lures are designed to catch fishermen, not fish, and uh, that kind of thing. So um, that part has helped me too, and I, I look forward to learning more about that. Um, but just more, I mean, I, you can watch as many YouTubes and, uh, listen to as many podcasts as you want. And, um, but it's just time on the water is really going to help me. And, but, uh, I, I, I'm still looking forward to, uh, just hearing, you know, new techniques, um, kind of talking through what I'm doing wrong and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And you're exactly right. Like time on the water. I, I think pretty much everybody, that I've talked to about it uh, agrees on that, you know, time on the water is the best learning experience, ex- the best way to learn, but it does help, you know, talking to people on here and, you know, learning some stuff from them. So you can put that to use when you're on the water. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I was curious, how, how long have you been listening to paddle and Finn? I've been listening to uh, to the podcast since Brian started with just the original single show, and I listened as they added shows. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been listening to the podcast for a long time. Okay. Um, it, it really started, um, I uh, my current commute is pretty long, and uh, I was really looking for something to kind of just take the edge off that. I drive about 50 minutes each way, and uh, so listening to the podcast really helped. I, I forget how long ago it was, but I just I went. I think I went on KBF's Facebook page and just said, "Hey guys, 
what are some good podcasts to listen to? And so I got a big long list and, um, uh, I liked paddle and fin, um, the original stuff. And then when, like when your show started, I was like, man, that's perfect. Cause, uh, you know, I, I, I still want to get into uh, tournaments and stuff, but I was like, that's not right for me exactly hundred percent, but man, your show came along and I was like, that is perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. The kind of information, like a new person, just not maybe I wasn't super just starting out. I had some experience, but uh, definitely uh, your show kind of got, got gave me the most of what I was looking for, the information that I needed. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, even me when I started this, I wasn't ex- I wasn't like a new bass fisherman, really. I mean, I call myself a new, but in all honesty, I think this is like my seventh year bass fishing. I've just never gotten good at it. But last last year was a big change for me, and you know I progressed, and I'm hoping I'll progress even more this year. And you know, I don't know, only time will tell, you know. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I'm just excited, man. I I'm looking forward to to you know all meeting new people, learning new things find a new place to fish i think that's another big thing i mean for the longest time i have a the river the susquehanna that's about 15 minutes from me and everybody always talks about how great it is um now i the last year or two um i haven't had a ton of luck but i've also talked to guides and stuff who are familiar with it and they say like our particular area the smallmouth just aren't are having some problems you know uh they talk about pollution from Harrisburg and uh, a couple other things, but uh, and it's definitely hit our smallmouth population pretty hard. Um, but I've heard if you go north or south, you know, it's better. And uh, so it's just, uh, I think I need to branch out for, for the waters that I fish. Um, I got lucky on my local lake last year. Um, they drew it down because there was a neighboring lake that they were working on a dam. And so they closed the boat ramp and only kayakers could get in there. So I crushed while the lake was down and no boaters could get in there. <laughs> but then as soon as they brought the level back up and the boaters could get back in there, I started, uh, my, my fish catching went down dramatically. I don't know. The pressure definitely came back. So, but I think, uh, one of the things I've learned from listening to you guys is just to, to broaden your areas a little bit and try new places. And so that's my goal for one of my goals for this year is to, kind of spread my wings a little bit um, and move a little further away uh, uh, fishing-wise. So, Now, what do you tend to gravitate more towards, like a lake or a river? I kind of split my time between both. Um, now, last year I spent a little more time on the lake uh, be- lakes because, uh, because it was down and I knew it was uh, pretty good. And the river was kind of – I didn't have a lot of luck, so I – I definitely spent more time on the lake last year, um, but um, now that it's back up again, I'll probably split time evenly between the river and the lake, uh, the, that lake anyway. Um, they're both about the same distance. One's just one direction and one's the other direction. So, uh, well, so but the river... A... Go ahead, man. I was just going to say, you you live in a pretty good spot then. You got water pretty close to you the way you go. I do, I do, and everybody always talks about the Susquehanna, you know, it's a mile wide and a foot deep, but uh, there's definitely good spots there, I just have to explore and uh, expand my horizons a little bit, so. Yeah, I've heard about that river, but, you know, I honestly don't know anything about it, so I I was going to ask you how big it was, but I guess you just kind of answered that question, right? (laughs) 
I think right by me, uh, it's at one of its widest points. And then, like I said, it is, they say it is a mile wide. Um, and, uh, there's definitely a lot of good, uh, uh, shelves and rock structure. And I have two bridges close right by where I live. So, uh, there's a lot of good places to fish. Uh, just last year, it seemed like, uh, uh, it got hit hard for whatever reason. But, uh, I uh, also started working uh, last year. I got involved with the local Heroes on the Water chapter. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I went to a couple events last year and helped out. And uh, so this year, that's another one of the things I'm going to do. I'm already signed up to help with pretty much every event, they, the local event here. So, um, But just through being a part of that, talking to the those guys there, they all gave me a bunch of good spots to to go try i just have to you know make the trip and yeah, it might be so it might not just be a 15 minute trip it might be a half hour or 45 minutes away but uh definitely they they gave me some good spots so that's another reason why i like groups like that because it's not i mean i'm helping people out and i love doing that but uh but just uh knowledge it's just another source of knowledge for me because those guys uh seem to know what they're doing pretty well and uh they're even uh a lot of the guys that are involved with Heroes in the Water are also members of Kayak Anglers of Central PA. And so they all told me whenever I want to get into tournaments that they'd uh, take me under their wing and help me out there too. So, Sweet. Uh, but yeah, I think that's awesome. You know, Heroes on the Water, you know, it, it definitely seems like a really cool organization, you know, helping out veterans, getting them on the water and, you know, helping them get out there and catch some fish. Uh, actually, you know, one of our sponsors, uh, Hammered Lures, you know, they they do that recycled plastic program, you know, where you send in all your beat up and tore up plastics and he'll melt them down and make new plastics and he donates those to Heroes on the Water. So, you know, that, that's one reason why we like having them on as sponsors. You know, we, we support that. I, I think I can speak for just about everybody on the podcast. You know, we support our, our military and... You know, we know they paid a sacrifice for us to have our freedom to, you know, get out there and catch all these fish and all that. And so, you know, I think it's cool, you know, that organization giving back and, you know, trying to help them out with some of the stuff they go through. Definitely. <laughs> Seeing them come out and, uh, you know, just get to chill out and uh, just relax and, you know, put any troubles they got behind them and just spend a nice relaxing day paddling around i mean their their families are welcome and stuff too so it you know they get everybody out on the water and our local uh that kayak shop you know that i talk about they they do a lot with them too they donate the kayaks that they get to use so uh it's it's just a good good time man that's awesome man uh so what what's some techniques that you've kind of you know, been drawn to, like, what, what, what have you seem to have the most success with? Um, right now, the thing that I, if I had to pick one go-to bait, it'd be a Senko wacky rigged. Um, that is what I've had the absolute most luck on. Um, I, I definitely, I think more of a finesse guy. Um, I've had a little bit of luck on, uh, crankbaits and stuff, but, uh, the, I've caught, I bet you a, 75% of my fish on a uh, wacky rig Senko. I've thrown, tried to throw just about everything out there. I mean, I've thrown whopper plopper. I've caught a few on that. I've thrown Ned rig. I, I first fish I caught on a Ned rig was a carp. I thought I had a <laughs> huge bass 
and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be the best bass ever. And then when I pulled it up, I was like, oh man, it's a carp. But uh, I've thrown chatterbaits, spinnerbaits, um, oh man, swimbaits. <laughs> Some I I bought a a nice big uh, oh you know the uh, what is it? Uh, I can't remember the one jointed swim bait. It's like 28 yeah. bucks. I haven't brought myself to throw it yet. Cause I'm so afraid I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I've lost uh, quite a few chatterbaits and or uh, jackhammers in the river. So I think I'm Ooh. on my sixth jack or jackhammer now, but, uh, at least three of them are in the river somewhere. But, um, so yeah. And I've had a little bit of around your rivers. <laughs> I, I, I have a few, uh, rods that I've donated to the river too, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, not not any of the expensive ones, thank goodness. So that was still when I was kind of learning. Now that I have the nicer rods, I definitely took a few more precautions precautions to keep them on my boat. Awesome. Uh, you know, wacky rig is one thing I'd like to give a little bit of attention to this year. I haven't. I've never really thrown it. I've tried it a little bit, but it's one of those where you know. After like five minutes, if I ain't getting no action, you know, kind of set it down and grab a jig. <laughs> and I'm the exact opposite. I I've tried. Uh, I got my first order of uh, the uh, the Jigmaster jigs, and uh, I went out uh, last weekend and tried them for the first time. And I I, I didn't have any much luck, uh, but uh, I only tried it for so long before I'm like, I don't even know if I'm doing this right. And I put it down and picked up the wacky rig because I knew at least a little bit that I was doing that right. So, oh man, once you you know get that down, and it's really not not that hard. It's just you know finding that little twitch, you know, giving it a couple little pops and finding that right twitch in there, man. Once you get that, you start getting that bite where you feel that boom, 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 boom. Man, it it's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. So I just, I just got to give it more time. Same with jerkbait. I was trying, everybody was saying for cold water fish, jerkbait's really good. And I'm like, I, I don't even know. I don't know if A, if there's no fish there, or B, I'm just not using it right. I feel like I'm doing it like they do on the show, and it feels like it's moving the way it should be, but I just haven't had any luck with it at all. No bites, so. Man, I, I feel you with that. You know, I did that episode with Aaron Steiger talking about cold water jerkbaits and you know, I was excited to talk to him about that after I got done talking to him. You know, I was stoked up and excited, and I went out and I tried it a couple times. Now, granted, it kind of the same situation. I, I didn't, you know, I might have used it like 20, 30 minutes, and then finally, like, okay, I'm not getting anything, and switched to something else. But yeah, I didn't get no luck. I think part of my problem is, you know, I don't really it's kind of uncomfortable to try to like pop that rod the way you need to with jerkbait sitting down in your kayak and I can stand in my kayak, but you know, I'm a little wobbly and I, I, I've never caught a big fish while I'm standing. And so I've always been nervous. Like, man, if I get a hard hit, you know, am I going to get thrown off balance and fall in the water? And I really don't want to do that whenever it's cold. Nope. So, I hear you. <laughs> so I, I haven't stood up and tried to use it yet, but, uh, you know, maybe in the summer I'll try to give it, try to get some of the summertime jerkbait bass. Cause I, I think Susie, I think she uses a jerkbait pretty much year round. So 
Yeah, I, I, same thing. I, I, I will stand up occasionally, especially for those, you know, baits where they, you know, it's definitely a lot of imparting action with your rod. It's definitely not easy, as easy sitting down. Um, so I will stand up and fish in mine too. I could do it on my Kusa and the, the Hobie seems just as stable. So, um, and I have a dry suit, so I'm not super worried about falling in. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fun, but I know I would survive. So. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I still ain't got a dry suit. Um, you know, I, I, I've looked into them. They're not really in the budget right now, but you know, ev- eventually I'm gonna have one. You know, maybe by next winter I'll, I'll be able to get me one. I looked I, into one at half price, or I wouldn't have one either. So, but what uh, brand did you get? Getting? Um, I got a. Uh, let me think. It's not NRS. It's uh, okay. I want to say it's Stolquist. Uh, it's called an Easy Easy something, um, but it was regularly five hundred. And at, at the one winter deal they had uh, at that outfitter, they had it marked down uh, 40% off. So I was like, well, um, yeah. So now the when I uh, tried it on at the store, the dude was there helped me in and out of it. And uh, so two weeks ago, I took it out for the first time. I put it on, did okay getting it on, got, on, got out on the water. When I got back to the ramp, I was kind of running a little bit late and wanted to, was kind of in a hurry. And... I could not get out of that suit yeah. to save my life. I was so glad nobody else was at the ramp because, uh, man, I, I could get one arm out or this or left arm out or my head out, but not two or three all at once. It took me 15 minutes of struggling. It, I'm sure people would have died laughing if they would have saw me. But well, uh, they, they probably would have pulled out their cell phone and recorded you. You'd be the next internet sensation. <laughs> Thank goodness that did not happen because uh, <laughs> it was, oh, man, I was frustrated. But, uh I figured it out, so and uh, last I went out last week again and uh, definitely did a little bit better job getting out of it. So yeah, it's just like everything else is another learning experience. Absolutely. So, but did do you did you like it at overall? You know, it seemed to do a good job and everything. It did. Uh, the neck gasket was a little tight, and I've read that about them that that takes a little bit to get it uh, to break I'll- in. I, I think most of them do because, you know, Brad Hicks, he got one of the NRS dry suits and he's had issues with that you know, about it, you know, kind of wanting to choke them there. So I, I I think pretty much all of them do. And it's probably on purpose, you know, to try to keep it watertight. But you do still got to breathe, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just, I mean, it, it, it takes a little getting used to because I feel like I can't turn my head as much. And, uh, again, learning experience, I left my watch on. And so it was hard to pull the wrist gasket over my watch. Um, so then the second time I took that off. And uh, so, yeah, definitely, like I said, every time I go out, I learn something new. And the last couple of times I've been more out of deal with the dry suit than anything. But it's nice being able to just, when I pull up to the ramp, hop out into the water instead of having to, you know, paddle right up and kind of crash into the ramp to get out. So uh, um, it's nice to be able to get into the water a little bit, but not have to worry about getting wet. So. Well, cool. Um, so let, let's talk about this a little bit. You know, up there, yeah, it's primarily smallmouth you're going for. You go for any largemouth? On the lakes, I do. Um, 
on the lake lakes around here that that's pretty much mostly what i go for uh, is largemouth um then i there although i have caught a, a few smallmouth in the lakes um definitely not near as many as uh the largemouth but the river um i've caught a few walleye um mostly bass um i feel like i get, get go catfish catch catfish anytime and supposedly you know where we're at if i wanted to go catfish and i, I wouldn't have any problem and i every time i've done that if i use live bait use worms i can catch catfish all day long um but uh i'm trying to shoot for bass so uh i did catch uh last year i caught a catfish on a crankbait i had no clue uh again i thought oh man this is an awesome bass and then i got it up and there was a I get big catfish, and I was like, I didn't realize catfish hit crankbaits, but that one did. So. Yeah, within my first couple of years of you know bass fishing, I'd bought a little John boat with a trolling motor and everything, and me and my buddy and his cousin all went out on this little 14-foot John boat, and uh, his buddy had like never really fished before, and he was using a little uh, fire tiger crankbait, and he, he just headed out while I'm trolling, and he got hit and it was a catfish like <laughs> like really but uh but yeah man i i grew up doing the whole you know catfish and, th- and crappie thing you know with live bait and that's what all my dad really ever did until you know i got into bass fishing so now you know he kind of likes to fish with me but he, he still grumbles whenever we go out he, he's he's like but, you know, I just, I just want some night crawlers and, you know, I'll go out and catch some fish and, and, and like he will, you know, he'll catch some catfish and all that good stuff. But, you know, the way I explain it to him, I got a buddy that does the same thing. You know, he, he's like, you know, I just want to catch fish. I don't care about anything else. So, you know, worm or whatever, you know, to me, it's being able to take something made out of metal and plastic and being able to, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like being able to trick the fish into thinking that it's something live. That that's what's cool to me. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you 100%. Man, that's uh, why I kind of try and leave the worms at home. Now, if I'm taking my my daughters out, uh, um. I, I sometimes will take live stuff just so I know that they can catch something. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. if it's just me, um, I'm pretty much artificial all the way. So, yeah, with with my kids, anytime I take them fishing, you know, it's night crawlers and a bobber, and let let them wear out some bluegill. You know, they they love that. They'll sit there and just catch them back to back and all that. So I, I'll probably be. Uh, doing a lot of bluegill fishing this year too because you know you've probably heard me on here uh, i got my daughter her first kayak so she's gonna she's 10 you know pretty close to your girl's age um but uh yeah i'm gonna get her out there with me and you know we're gonna you know i'm gonna uh, fish with her some and uh hopefully we'll get on some and you know start her out easy all she's ever done is bluegill fish so far and she's never fished from a kayak. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to be bluegill fishing with her. I'm probably going to be more helping her than I am fishing for myself. But, uh, you know, she's still kind of iffy about taking a fish, like grabbing a fish and taking it off the hook and all that and putting a worm on a hook. 
I'm, I'm a getter out, out of that girly girl stuff. But, <laughs> but. Yeah, neither of my girls are really girly girls. Um, and I started, I, my oldest daughter last year, they both have kayaks too, cheap little ones, nothing crazy. Um, but I took them out of the lake. I took my oldest one out on the lake a few times actually and actually had her thrown around the Senko. But uh, she spent more time chucking it up in the trees and on the bank and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> That's what I'm worried about right there. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't too bad. And uh, I was giving her a little crap about fish not growing in trees, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was happy just to have them go out. And um, I, one of the things I, I like to do in the summer, I, uh, I spend a week as a camp counselor at a Christian camp up in the Poconos, uh, northern PA. And, uh, one of my favorite things about that place is it's a private lake, no pressure. Um, so that is where I caught my first frogfish. That is where I caught my first whopper popper fish. Cause uh, man, I feel like you could throw anything in there and you're going to get bit. And, uh, so this past year, um, my daughter caught huge bass up there on St. Coast too. So that was her first real experience of, um, you know, actually catching big bass. And, uh, so I, I feel like it was a good opportunity to get her hooked on it and uh um as well as the other kids that was the first year uh, i've been going there for seven years now as a counselor and last year was the first year i did fishing as an activity because i didn't think the kids would be into it but uh i brought probably 12 rods with me and i i didn't get to fish a lot because i had kids fighting over the rods to, to <laughs> so it was definitely a cool experience and they loved it man so i'm looking forward to doing that again this year yeah dude that sounds awesome like I, I'd love to be a part of that, you know, for the, especially for the fishing side of it, you know, just, you know, getting kids into fishing, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, with my, my kids personally, you know, I, I really want to share that passion I have for fishing with, with them. And so yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. Like a whole group of kids, you know, getting into it. And, and you know, those kids might go back to their parents and be like, look, I caught this fish. I want to go fishing again. And, you know, that gets the parents into fishing and all. So, you, you know, you might have, you might have created a whole new generation of, of fishermen right there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, anytime I can do that, man, I look forward to it. I love, uh, you know, I love it when I stop at the, you know, getting my boat off at the ramp and somebody will come up to me and be like, hey, is that, you know, let me check out your kayak. And, I'll, man, I'll. You know, even if I'm running late, I'll be like, yeah, come on down, man. I'll show it to you. And I love just, you know, getting people excited and, you know, building the sport. So, again, that's another reason why I wanted to be on here. So I feel like it's just another uh, opportunity to do that. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember when uh, when a bunch of us met up uh, up at Dale Hollow back in the fall. Um, you know, we were fishing ar- around the marina quite a bit. You know, there's a lot of grass down, down on the bottom, uh, all around the marina. And this dude in this big old, probably, you know, one of those big old like wake boats, I think, I think it is, you know, pro- probably a 80 to a hundred thousand dollar boat dude goes by and I'm sitting, I'm, I'm actually standing and fishing and, uh, he goes like he's just going slow coming out of the marina and he looks over at me and he's like he's like hey man this, I, I really like your setup there it's pretty cool and i'm like thanks and i'm sitting there thinking like i got the cheapest crappiest kayak out of all of us <laughs> yeah, but but you know that is pretty cool this dude in this big expensive boat uh complimenting me and my my little kayak but <laughs> yeah man 
So what what's your personal best, like largemouth and smallmouth? I'm curious. Uh, um, now, I, my, I, I don't really, I hadn't really started measuring until last year. And um, so I have, and I don't, I didn't carry a scale with me either until just recently. So um, I only have lengths. I have a 21 inch uh, largemouth that I caught last year. Um, that was what I, and I don't know what the weight it was. If I had to guess, I'd say somewhere three, four range. I don't, I'm not sure. 21. I, I mean, I don't know how your large mouth there are up there, but you know, my personal best is a 21 inch and it was 5.69 pounds. Okay. You know, so, so I don't want to make it bigger than it is. <laughs> but, well, you know, it, it does vary. Uh, man, what, I think it was on the Serious Angler podcast they were talking about this, and when I got to thinking about it, you know, it seemed kind of like it might have hit the nail on the head. Up north, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Up north, it seems like the smallmouth are a lot fatter than they are down south, so you can have a like a 20-inch smallmouth uh, down here in the south and, you know, be like, three or four pounds and then a tw- or, or maybe yeah pro- probably around three or a little more or something like that but up north it seems like a 20 inch smallmouth is like five six pounds or something like that and you know they, they seem a lot fatter up there so you know it is it is possible for them to be you know skinnier but the same length but i was just throwing it, that out there for reference you know with mine okay and then smallmouth i all the ones I caught since I got my measuring board have been small or, or not, not huge. Uh, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I don't even know off the top of my head what, what my best smallmouth was, but that's definitely something I'll start keeping track of now that I have uh, the board and, uh, and the scale on me. So. Yeah, that's, that's cool, man. Uh, it'd be cool to see how you progress through the year and like being able to, you know, having the scale and the measuring board, you know, being able to see, you know, what you come up with this year, that'll be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. So I definitely want to practice. Uh, that's kind of what last year I was more practicing my catch photo release kind of um, in the hopes of getting out on uh, trying a tournament. I I just, I kept, last year I kept thinking, man, I'm getting blank. I'm getting skunked too much, too much to even try for a tournament. Uh, but now I think, uh, those guys, uh, like I said, the heroes on the water guys were talking to me. I'm like, Oh man, it doesn't matter. Just come out and give it a try. So I think this year I'm going to fight the bullet and actually try a tournament or two. So sweet. I, I think I'm going to try a couple myself, but since you said that and we're kind of on that subject, I do want to bring something up. Um, I believe you might've see me bring this up in our paddle and fin group chat earlier i had an idea and you know i just want to see what our listeners think about this um i'm thinking about starting a month-long uh tournament for a quote-unquote noob tournament um you know just basically for people that don't like that aren't really used to the whole catch photo release process, you know, just to learn it, you know, that way when you do get up into the tournament world, you know, you'll, you know, you'll know what you're doing and 
you won't be fumbling around and all that. And so it, it was just an idea I had um, just to throw a couple details. Now, all, all this can change. There's just ideas I have. I'm thinking like $10 entry fee, uh, do it through Tourney X. Um, I'm thinking like with it being kind of a noob thing, a three fish limit. <clears throat> um, and yeah, just, you know, best three fish. Uh, go by you know all the traditional rules with you know mouth closed and and all all that stuff to get people used to it. But like ten dollar entry fee that'll cover um, the tourney X fee and then the rest will go towards the winner. So it's not like a huge pot you're going for, but it, you know it is something to achieve for. And then if you don't win, you know it's ten bucks, so you're not really out that much. Um, but yeah, I don't have all the details together on it. I just wanted to throw it out there and, and if you would be interested in doing that, shoot us a message or comment on the show post or, uh, something like that to let us know you'd be interested. You know, if it seems like people are interested in it, you know, might put a little more thought into it and get it going by like April or something like that. So just throwing that out there. So let us know what you think if you're interested. But. I think that'd be pretty sweet. I mean, it definitely would take some of the intimidation factor out of it uh, for, yeah, you know, make it as low key as you want and, uh, you know, definitely get some people interested, I think. So, yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. And, you know, I think it'd be a learning experience for me too, because I was thinking, you know, I wouldn't really, I probably wouldn't enter the tournament. I'd probably be, try to judge and since i've never judged fish before you know it'd be a learning experience for me you know learning to judge the fish and of course i i would read up on how everybody judges the fish and try to do it as fairly as possible and all that and uh oh something else i did want to bring up on that is you know it, it was brought up when i threw that idea out that you know how are you going to keep just noobs from entering you know what, what how are you going to keep like good fishermen out of it well right. i'd prefer there be nobody that's a really good fisherman enter and i hope everybody can respect that you know if if you're beginning to mid-level you know I'm, I'm fine with you entering um but you know i, I don't feel like a lot of these you know, good anglers are going to come in and try to steal the money. It's not going to be that much money. You know, what, what is it like $5 per person? So if we get 10 people in on it, you know, it's 50 bucks. I don't think anybody's going to, you know, try to come after our 50 bucks that we got in there. But, but, uh, you know, if, if it does become an issue, like if we do do this and it becomes an issue where these above average anglers are trying to come in and take money. We'll, we'll do it a, like an invite only tournament to where like you let us know you want in, we know you or whatever. We, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll work it out. Just let us know if you'll be interested in it and you know, we'll go from there. Sounds like a cool idea, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I feel like we've gotten to know you pretty, pretty well tonight. You know, is, is there anything you wanted to add or anything before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, I mean, uh, I kind of just, you know, so I can get to know you two, same thing. I was going to ask you, you know, what, what got you 
A, interested in fishing and what got you B, interested in uh, doing podcasts? I know you, you started on your own, right, before um, you joined Paddle and Finn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, uh, I think, like three episodes of my own podcast before, you know, Brian and Brad and Josh, you know, hit me up and asked me to take what I was doing and just move it over here to Paddle and Finn. But, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm one of those, I've, I've been fishing pretty much my entire life. Uh, but with live bait, you know, fishing for catfish and crappie, um, you know, my great grandpa, you know, he, uh, him and his family owned a bunch of land and, uh, you know, I grew up, we, we lived on the same property as, as he did. And he, he had a pond that he always had stocked. It wasn't a big old pond, but you know, it was a decent size and he'd, he'd have it stocked with catfish and stuff. And so me and my dad and, you know, maybe my sister or whatever, we, we go back there and fish with worms and stuff. And I caught, caught my first catfish. I think it was around four pounds when I was about four years old. And, uh, and yeah, my, my dad took it and we had it for dinner that night, but, <laughs> but, it, but yeah, we, uh, <clears throat> You know, we pretty much, we, we, I wasn't fishing all the time, but you know, I'd fish, you know, every, every now and then, then when my parents divorced and my dad remarried my stepmom, you know, we were living in Franklin, Kentucky there for a while. And, uh, we're living like in the middle of town. We were like a block away from the courthouse from the square. So, uh. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of waters around there, but just outside of town, there was a little pay lake. And uh, so we would go there quite a bit and catfish and stuff and, you know, stay in it. And then my dad bought a boat when I was a teenager and we'd fish. But, but yeah, long story short, I guess I done made it a long story, but, you know, did a lot of live bait fishing growing up. Um, when I was see it wasn't long after i got married i was probably 24 i guess um i was work i had to go to night shift i was on night shift and me and a buddy carpooled together well i actually met him after i went to night shift and we lived close together we started carpooling together um you know we got to talking about fishing and stuff and he was a big bass fisherman he had a boat and everything and you know he uh you know one friday morning we got off work you know that's our weekend both of our wives were at work uh for friday during the day and uh and we he's like let's go fishing i was like yeah let's go and uh i didn't have a truck at the time i don't believe no i, I was driving a car at the time and he didn't have a truck. They used his wife's SUV to pull the boat. Well, she was gone at work, so didn't have that. So he invited another guy that he knew to come who had a truck. And we, we went out to Tim's Ford Lake and, you know, they were bass fishing and I was, you know, trying to bass fish. I'd never done it before with artificial lures and I didn't catch anything, but I was like, it's cool. And, you know, I just kind of, Grew from that. I started working with this other guy and, 
you know, got to talking to him about fishing, and that's when I really started trying trying it out and getting into it. And yeah, just grew from that. I probably it's probably like a whole year or longer before I actually caught a fish or caught a bass. But you know, I I, I was giving it a, a, a try. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my that original buddy that's got a boat. He he had kayaks too. And I had, like, he had said something to me before, like, we should take the kayaks out sometime. And at the time, I was like, why would you want to take kayaks out? You have a boat. Why would we go out and do, you know, physical labor to get around when you got a boat where we can just go? (laughs) And, you know, he kept saying something to me about it and, Finally, I was like, you know what? All right, I'll go. But we never ended up going. I wish we would have ended up going then because I probably would have fell in love with it the way I did, the way I have now. But I actually didn't get into it till, you know, it's been about almost two years now that I've been in a kayak. You know, a bunch of work buddies uh, kind of got into it and uh, invited me out one day. We went out, uh, so I used my buddy's wife's kayak, and, you know, I loved it, and and uh, he had the same kayak. He's a bigger dude. He's like 6'2", six 6'3", six real tall dude, and a little 10-foot pelican, and he wasn't very comfortable, so he he wanted to upgrade. His, he had only had that pelican about a month, so I ended up buying it from him so he could buy something bigger. And yeah, it just went from there, man cool yeah i think uh that's i mean that's kind of how i got started with the kayaks i kept thinking you know i i really liked going out on my father-in-law's boat um but uh just you know it it only worked out that we'd only get to go a few times and i'm like man i gotta do something to get out on the water and i know i can't swing a boat so uh the kayak just made sense and uh, i'm so glad i did i i I was telling you guys yesterday i look back now and I, i mean i grew up a half mile from the river uh, where I lived when I was young. And I just look back now at how many years, if I could have started fishing back then, who knows how good I'd be now. But, uh, and I know a lot of people who did and they are good fishermen now, but, uh, uh, like I said, I feel like I'm making up for lost time, but, uh, I definitely fell in love with fishing from a kayak. It's just something different about being that close to the water. And, and, uh, it just feels like you're earning it more than if you're on a boat to me, but, uh, yes, it's definitely awesome. You know, I, I, I love kayak fishing, you know, I, I'll still get in the boat every now and then, you know, my dad's got a, um, uh, got a Triton aluminum boat that, uh, I'll go out with him on every now and then went out a few times over, the, uh, over the winter, you know, just cause it's a little easier to get out on that than it is a kayak and dripping water on you from the paddle and stuff. But but yeah, I, I, I love my kayak. I do get to go every once in a while. Uh, every summer we go down with my in-laws, usually to Bethany Beach area, and we'll go to like the inlet down there. So I've done some flounder fishing and stuff down there. Last last year was the first year I really did well at that. I you know I read up on it, did some more research before I went down, and uh, last year we actually crushed them. I, I you know I prior to last year I had never caught a keeper flounder, and last year I caught four on our trip. So, uh, I was, you know, psyched for keepers plus 
I don't even know how many, you know, that we got just through back, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. So, uh, they, I'm not going to turn down any kind of fishing. So. Yeah. I, I feel you. Hey, any, any day out on the waters, it's a good day, right? Absolutely. Regardless of what you're fishing for. Right. Hey, I, I was actually wanting to try that magnet fishing just to see what I come, you know what I'm talking about? Like a heavy duty magnet you throw out there and see what I come up with until I heard that story about, uh, Actually, I think it was just the other day I heard it. Um, somebody pulled up a live grenade. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to try this. Like yeah, they, that's they a had, little scary. They had, they had called the police and everything. They brought out the bomb squad. They said they had to detonate it there because it uh, it wasn't safe to transport it. So they had to make sure the area was clean or clear. I guess there was like a open area where there wasn't no like maybe grass or something. And yeah, they had to pull the pin, throw it and detonate it. Oh man. That's crazy. That reminds me of when I, uh, went to a heroes on the water. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I went to a heroes on the water event up in Harrisburg, uh, and up in Harrisburg, there's like bridges everywhere. There's one stretch of river where there's like five bridges in a row. And, so I, uh, they're like, oh, I'll just go paddle around a little bit, check out the area. So I'm paddling around and under this one bridge, uh, I found a bike and then I went like 20 feet. I found a scooter. I went 20 more feet. There's golf clubs. I think people steal stuff and then just run across the bridge and chuck it if they think they're going to get caught because there was so much crap right along that bridge. <laughs> and it looked like a nice bike and a nice scooter. So, Did you take it home? No, I was like, how am I going to get that bike up on my kayak? So I, I left it down there. But it was like that, in a two feet of water, so I could have had it if I wanted it. But. That That is kind of weird that you say that because one of the videos I watched that kind of made me think about wanting to get into the magnet fishing, dude pulled like a, like a scooter out of the water with one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'd be interesting some of the things you can pull out of there, man. Yeah, I, I mean, probably mostly just going to be like hooks and stuff like that. But every now and then, you're probably going to find something cool. Oh, yeah. So I, I thought about, you know, just tie them to your kayak, throw them out and just go along fishing. And, you know, every now and then check them, see if they got anything on them. They'll, yeah. It, it probably sounds better than it really be. It'll probably get caught up on everything under there and hang you <laughs> up. And then you got to go back and untangle it. I don't know. I, I might invest in one eventually. Probably be fun. All right, man. Well, got anything else to add before we wrap it up? Dude, I, I think we're good for tonight, man. But I just wanted to say thanks again, man. And I'm looking forward to lots of more conversations and learning a ton. So I appreciate the opportunity, man. Yeah, man. I, I, I think it's going to be good having you on here. You know, you, you sound like the perfect candidate. You know, you you've been fishing for a little bit, but you know, you've had your struggles, uh, just like I have. And a lot of the listeners of the segment have. So I, th I think you're going to be really relatable to everybody. And so it, I think it's going to be, going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how, how the, what the future has in store for bass fishing for noobs. Awesome, dude. So. All right. Well, one, one thing, we will have to talk about is our outro because uh, you know I, I've, yeah, I've been catching a little bit of hell about the outro I came up with. You know, <laughs> you know, 
What, the feel the burn thing? I think that's yeah. all right. You like it? Well, I've, yeah. I've kind of I've been thinking about it. Like, maybe it would sound better is like, when, it, when you get burned, come here to learn. There you go. Does that sound a little better? That sounds a little better. It's not doesn't sound quite so much like the presidential candidate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, do, you know, since this is uh, your first episode, do you, you want to have the honor of taking us out then? All right. So what is it? It's uh, when you when you get burned. Yeah, I'm here get, to learn. Yeah. All right. All right, dude. All right, let's go. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in to the uh, best and fishing for noobs uh, podcast and. Uh, Hey, uh, when you get burned, come here to learn. <laughs> Later, everybody. All right. Thanks, man. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo go right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country. Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.